Join Wondery Plus and Apple Podcasts or the Wondery app to listen to Business Wars early and ad-free. A note to listeners, this episode contains adult content and language. It's February 2015 at Tesla's corporate headquarters in Palo Alto, California. A Tesla communications manager looks up from his laptop to see a colleague at the door. Oh, hey, you want to order some lunch? I was thinking Chinese. I don't want to even think about Chinese food right now. Uh, you got to learn to separate food and business. Come on, have you seen the numbers? We're getting hammered by Chinese EVs and hybrids. We only sold 3,500 cars there last year. That's way below what Elon projected. And on top of that, we lost Wu. Tesla lured Veronica Wu away from Apple to lead Tesla's expansion. As company president in China, she wanted Tesla to partner with other car dealerships. Musk wasn't having it. After only nine months on the job, Wu left the company. That was a gut punch, but the buyers do love their Teslas and are super active on social media. So what? That love's going to disappear if they can't charge their electric cars. Nearly 75% of people in China's urban areas live in apartments where most can't charge their cars. And some owners say shared garage charging poses a fire hazard. Musk promised 10 months ago that he would have a network of hundreds of high-speed supercharging stations soon. Right now, there are only 23, making potential customers nervous about buying. And we have another problem. What's that? The Model S is pricey, which wealthy Chinese people love, but it's like a foot shorter than most luxury SUVs. You know, it's go big or go home in that market. The Model X will be in China next year, and it's tall, but just like the Model S, it's going to need a lot more supercharging stations. The Chinese government has a five-year plan to create charging stations for 5 million EVs by 2020. Musk has to make good on his promise of a free supercharger network. If he doesn't, he risks being left in the dust. If you travel for work, you know to pack two suits, business and swim. You know with your Delta SkyMiles business Amex card, buying that plane ticket for a business trip can get you closer to medallion status. You know that a meeting in Montana means visiting almost every national park. Yellowstone? Check. Because you're the chief excursion officer. It's why you're a Delta SkyMiles Platinum Business American Express card member. If you travel, you know. Terms apply. Visit go.amex slash you know business. Now, since you're a podcast listener, I'm sure you know all about how audio just does something to the imagination. So I'm really excited to tell you about how Audible's brand new exclusive thrillers are brought to life with that kind of captivating sound design, the eerie soundscapes and dynamic performances. There's one that caught my eye. I should say it caught my ear. It's an Audible original called Sleeping Dogs Lie by Samantha Downey. It details the aftermath of a local businessman's murder in Marin County, California, a once sleepy suburb now part of the bustling Silicon Valley area. And as an Audible member, well, you get to keep one title a month from their entire catalog, including bestsellers and new releases. New members can try Audible now free for 30 days. Head on over to audible.com slash BW or text BW to 500-500. That's audible.com slash BW or text BW to 500-500 and try out Audible free for 30 days. From Wondery, 
I'm David Brown, and this is Business Wars. In our last episode, Tesla finessed a technological edge by partnering with Panasonic to make the Gigafactory, a behemoth manufacturing facility that can produce millions of batteries to fill Tesla's mass production needs, a necessity if it's to dominate the threat from Motor City EVs. But now, as Tesla is poised to own the American EV market, new nightmares are on the horizon. This is episode four Appetite for Destruction. It's October 2015 in Detroit. Two auto industry reporters are grabbing lunch at the popular Chef Greg's Soul in the Wall. Hey, glad you could make it. I ordered you a Boogaloo Wonderland burger. Nice. Jesus, traffic's insane. I can hardly wait till someone gets the self-driving car together. Well, then Mary Barra's gonna make you a happy man. Next year, Cadillac's going to have autonomous driving. They're calling it uh, Super Cruise. I think they're already testing a self-driving Volt. General Motors CEO Barra has announced plans to make sure the aging company is seen as a player as interest in EVs and self-driving cars mounts. She's calling for zero crashes, zero emissions, and zero congestion. Can you believe the CEO of GM is saying that? The company whose bread and butter is those gas-sucking trucks the size of freaking tanks? Yeah, they're going to have their work cut out for them, especially going up against the rich geeks. Apple and Google and Uber are all working on self-driving EVs. Yeah, and Mercedes, Audi, and BMW, too. Everybody's got something in the works. Well, if you ask me, Tesla has the edge. Big time. Musk's even blabbing about how owners can upgrade the autopilot software at home. Hell, he's saying that in three years... Teslas won't even have steering wheels. Tesla's latest software allows a driver to turn on various self-driving features like lane changing and auto steering, side collision avoidance, and parking. Yeah, but state and federal regulators are saying people have to keep their hands on the wheel even if they're not controlling anything. And who the hell is liable if there's an accident, the car maker or the driver? Musk is saying Tesla won't cover accidents. A waiter slides two plates of burgers in front of the men. The reporters pounce on them, quietly contemplating for a moment a future of self-driving cars. Late October of 2015, at the offices of Consumer Reports magazine in Yonkers, New York. I don't know what's happening in Silicon Valley, but the Model S is taking a dive. It sure is. Growing pains, I guess. An editor and an automotive reviewer are mulling over an article. The magazine's reviews are some of the most respected and influential in the world, and not just for the auto industry. When the Model S debuted in 2012, the magazine gave it the highest rating of any car it had ever reviewed. The endorsement helped boost the fledgling Tesla tremendously, especially in its war with Detroit. We're going to drop our recommendation. I don't see we have a choice. I I mean, we surveyed 1,400 Model S owners, and people are complaining about everything from power and charging problems to door handles that don't work. 
Yeah, I guess it's uh, no fun getting locked out of your $127,000 car. You know, if Tesla's going to be a player on the Detroit level, they can't have this kind of thing happening. I'll say one thing. Tesla owners are loyal as hell. In our survey, 97% of them said they'd buy the same Tesla again. Yeah, I, I get it. I'm a Cubs fan. Anyway, most of these cars are still under warranty. Trying to fix this stuff when the warranty expires. That won't be cheap. Consumer Reports withdraws its recommendation. And that hits Tesla hard. Its stock drops by 10%. And all that's chased by a nasty wave of bad publicity. And more complaints are coming from under its own roof. January 2016 at the Tesla factory in Fremont, California. The assembly line is humming around the clock. Look, Elon, these people need a break. They're exhausted. It's not sustainable. Elon Musk is walking the factory floor with his deputy head of manufacturing, Josh Ensign. Musk spins around and glares at Ensign. A break? Are you kidding? We need to work faster. If we don't deliver this quarter, our investors will be pissed. We need to be doing 1,000 cars a week by June. Ensign looks at Musk in shock. Everyone worked hard last quarter, and we were only able to make about 500 cars. Elon, you want to double that? You're killing the crew. Maybe not killing, but injuries are mounting. Manufacturing quality suffers. Hundreds of Model X SUVs fresh off the assembly lines are idling in the parking lot with unfixed problems. Musk's nerves are shot. He's barely sleeping, working around the clock himself. He stalks the factory floor, micromanaging his people as they rush to assemble the EVs. Ensign is at wit's end. He moves in close to Musk and locks eyes with him. Elon, we need to give people at least a weekend off or we're going to have a mutiny on our hands. Musk glares at him. A weekend off? I could be on a private island with naked supermodels drinking Mai Tais, but guess what? I'm not. I'm right here on the floor with everybody else busting my ass every day. So don't talk to me about people needing a freaking weekend off. Ensign watches the billionaire stalk off in a huff. He shakes his head, thinking, The boss is lucky this isn't a union shop. In March... Musk announces via Twitter that Tesla is taking pre-orders for the Model 3. Buyers swamp Tesla stores armed with $1,000 deposits. Musk and the Tesla staff are blown away. The Model S took months just to chalk up 3,000 pre-orders, but the Model 3 orders are already in the hundreds of thousands. The company's CFO predicts a gross revenue of $35 billion. For the last decade, Musk has been telling anyone who will listen that Tesla will create a long-range, truly affordable EV. And now, with the Model 3, he will make good on his promise for a mass-produced car for average consumers. It has a 200-mile range and a base model price tag of $35,000, Musk has been promising it will debut in 2017. But at the end of 2016, in Tesla's home state of California, General Motors 
beats Musk to the punch. Chevrolet's all-electric Bolt goes on sale in the Golden State, and it begins selling nationally in early 2017. It has a 238-mile range on a single charge, and after incentives, costs about $30,000. It's the culmination of the green vision of former GM executive Bob Lutz that began with the Chevy Volt, now carried on by CEO Mary Barra. The Bolt is Detroit's challenge to the Silicon Valley outfit. Both the Bolt and Model S have a 200-mile range. The Bolt has more cargo space, but the Model S has more curb appeal. But in October 2017, GM announces buyers will have dozens of options by 2023. In fact, the president of GM tells CBS that it's planning an all-electric future. It's not so much if, it's just how fast. Mark Royce is president of General Motors. He says electric cars will no longer be a novelty for the rich. GM is now betting big on batteries, planning to launch 30 new electric vehicles across a wide range of price points in the next five years. Shortly after GM's announcement, Ford says it'll spend nearly $4.5 billion to add 13 EVs to its green slate in the coming years. Despite all the hype, EVs and hybrids make up only about 1% of car sales in the U.S. But it's clear the iconic car makers are taking the once-disruptive EV movement seriously and maybe hoping to beat Tesla at its own game. And now... The war between Tesla and pretty much every other car maker has another battlefront. Hands-free, autonomous driving. And that means it's not just going green that has people concerned. People's lives are at stake. Are you drowning in a sea of meal kit options, feeling like you're in a bad dating game where every contestant sort of looks the same? Well, amidst the chaos, there is one shining star that is certainly worth your culinary affection. Home Chef has you and the entire family covered for delicious meals without the hassle. Choose from classic meal kits that can be prepped in less than 30 minutes, oven-ready kits with pre-chopped ingredients, or quick microwave meals that assemble in minutes. My favorite recipe is carb-conscious and calorie-smart but super satisfying. It's turkey meatball pomodoro with roasted garlic butter broccoli. Look, we've tried a lot of home delivery meals before. But Home Chef is superb, from the taste to the simplicity to the selections. And for a limited time, Home Chef is offering my listeners 18 free meals. Yes, 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box and free dessert for life. You can find it at homechef.com BW. That's homechef.com BW for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. homechef.com BW. Must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even, Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply.
It's early 2017 at the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration offices in Washington, D.C. All right, so let's go over the basic facts again. A 40-year-old man is driving a Tesla Model S at 74 miles an hour on a two-lane highway in Florida on a Saturday afternoon around 4.30. Good visibility, right? Right, that's when the semi-trailer crosses the highway. Two investigators are reviewing a tragic crash that occurred in May, a probe that they're about to close. So the truck didn't yield the right-of-way. Yeah, so the Tesla driver goes under the trailer, takes the top of the car off. The vehicle hits a utility pole and ends up in someone's front yard. Driver's DOA. The Tesla was equipped with autopilot, the semi-autonomous cruise control feature. It's the first deadly incident involving a partly self-driving car. So why didn't the guy stop? An autopilot alerted him to keep his hands on the wheel seven times over a 37-minute drive. The software and braking system functioned as they were supposed to. Well, the conclusion we've come to is the truck was white. It blended in with the bright sky, and neither the driver or the autopilot sensor registered it, so the brakes didn't engage. You can't fault Tesla. In the months after the fatal crash, the company issues software upgrades and a function that would disable autopilot if a driver ignores a warning three times. The last thing Musk needs is bad publicity around autopilot just as the Model 3 is set to debut. But the NHTSA probe clears Tesla. And there's more good news. The federal probe actually finds that the overall crash rate of Tesla cars once autopilot's installed dropped 40%. The findings give Tesla a momentous bump on Wall Street. On Monday, April 10th, Tesla sales passed forward to become the country's second most valuable car manufacturer right behind General Motors. On April 16th, six days later, Tesla closes the market day at over $51 billion. Over the years, Musk has been derided for his gonzo antics and hailed for his vision. However one feels about Elon Musk, this is a momentous occasion. He's taken Tesla from a near-bankrupt company to becoming the most valuable car maker in the world. It's an unprecedented rise. It was unthinkable only 13 years ago when Tesla was launched out of a small Silicon Valley office. And still, the company has never had a profitable year. Musk pledges to make half a million cars in 2018. The total for 2016? Just over 76,000. It's February of 2018. Elon Musk is cruising through Palo Alto, California in his Model S, waiting for his CFO to pick up the phone. Hey, Elon, you calling from outer space? Musk rolls his eyes. The day before, SpaceX launched Musk's 2010 Tesla Roadster into space with a dummy behind the wheel. The rocket needed a payload to launch into space. Musk said he wanted the silliest thing imaginable. Mission accomplished. Yeah, hey, that's hilarious. Now give me the numbers. Well, uh, getting the bugs out of the Model 3 is proving costly as hell and... Numbers already. We lost three quarters of a billion dollars in the fourth quarter. Jesus. 
We've got to wrap up production. People are waiting on the Model 3, and last July I promised we'd be making 20000 a month by December. The EV has close to a half a million pre-orders. Now, over a year after its unveiling, the Model 3 has finally hit the market. But Tesla is still nowhere near getting it into mass production, let alone delivery. Musk activates autopilot and closes his eyes for a second, shaking his head. We're in a deeper hell than I ever anticipated. It's our first time heading into high-volume production, Elon. It's uncharted territory. There are going to be hiccups, but we ramp up production and we'll be in the clear. That damn well better be what we're going to do. I want to see 5,000 cars coming out of the factory every week by summer. We're getting battery delivery glitches figured out at the Gigafactory. That's been the big hurdle. But we're closer every day, and the good news is we're not taking any hits in the market. Investors still believe in Tesla. Well, so do I. If we can send a Roadster into space, we can get the Model 3 figured out here on Earth. As July begins, Musk's goal is met. 5,000 Model S sedans roll off the assembly line in a single week. In other good news... Tesla closes a deal to open a factory in China, a move that is crucial to the company's growth and industry standing. But Musk is not in celebration mode. He's worn to the bone, pulled in many directions. He's tweeting obsessively about everything from Tesla news to his inability to sleep. On the other side of the world, a group of young boys in Thailand find themselves in a situation far worse. It's totally unrelated to anything happening at Tesla, but Musk sees a role for himself. A boys' soccer team gets stuck deep underground in a flooded cave. The Thai Navy SEALs engage in a days-long rescue effort to free the 12 young men. Musk believes that the engineers from SpaceX, the Boring Company, and Tesla can help. Musk tweets that Tesla will create a mini-submarine the boys are rescued without help from Musk. When a British cave explorer named Vernon Unsworth tells the press he thinks Musk's offer was a publicity stunt, Musk goes ballistic. He takes to Twitter referring to the man as pedo guy, as in pedophile. The backlash is fast and strong. Tesla stock valuation plummets by $2 billion. Investors publicly wonder if Musk is losing his focus on Tesla. On July 17th, his staff convinces him to apologize. The dark publicity storm fades, but Musk still has production issues with the Model S that are not going away. The factory can't keep up with pre-orders and new sales are beginning to slow. Once again, Tesla is bleeding money. Musk is desperate, desperate enough to sell his company. He's thinking, who's big enough to absorb Tesla? He reaches out to Apple CEO Tim Cook, offering Tesla for $60 billion. Musk says Apple wasn't interested, but Cook later told the New York Times that he never took the call. But Saudi Arabia's sovereign wealth fund smells an opportunity and buys about $2 billion of Tesla's shares. Musk is breathing again. And of course, he can't get on Twitter fast enough. 
He tells his millions of followers, I'm considering taking Tesla private at $420, funding secured. Tesla's stock explodes. But there's a problem. Before a company makes such an announcement, it's required to give NASDAQ a heads up. Trading is then stopped while the news reaches all potential investors. Missing that step triggers an investigation by the Securities and Exchange Commission. Once again, Musk's tweets land him in hot water. Two weeks later, Musk withdraws the threat to go private. The SEC filed suit, threatening to remove Musk from his role as CEO. The SEC and Tesla reach a settlement. Musk can stay on as CEO, but he must pay a fine of $20 million, and his future tweets need to be monitored. Musk is far from contrite, but he hands over the money. It's September 2018 at podcast host Joe Rogan's studio in Woodland Hills, California. It's a fence-mending mission, and the smart money might guess this won't go as hoped. Musk is going on this show to try and mitigate the fallout from his recent PR nightmares, the pedo guy comment and his Twitter threats to go private. Musk agrees to appear on the Joe Rogan Experience, which has 11 million listeners, to show he's a level-headed guy. Musk's people are all for it. It's a chance for Musk to relax, flex his quirky charm, and perhaps appear less of a loose cannon. That's not exactly what happens. At one point, Rogan lights up a large spliff, puffs on it, and hands it to Musk. So is that a joint? Or is it a cigar? It's um, marijuana inside of uh, tobacco. Okay, so it's like posh, pot, tobacco, yeah. posh. You never had that? Yeah, I think I tried one once. Come on, man. You, <laughs> you probably can't because stockholders, right? I mean, it's legal, right? It's totally legal. Okay. How does that work? Do people get upset at you if you do certain things? This was definitely not the look his PR team was going for. Though Musk is initially cautious, it doesn't take long before he takes a hit, then swills some booze. The party boy appearance does nothing to tranquilize Musk's image. It's another head-scratching moment for everyone from investors to critics to Tesla staff. But Musk seems unfazed. It's October 2018 on Wall Street. Two traders are grabbing a drink after a hell of a Monday. They spend a lot of time paying close attention to Tesla. Holy crap, thank God Musk settled with the SEC. You know, even as crazy as he is without him running the show, no telling what might happen to that company. I I know, the guy keeps failing upwards, but people love Tesla. Stock was up 17% after the SEC announcement. That's a one-day record for Tesla. And they actually managed to hit like 83,000 Model S deliveries. Not the 100,000 Musk's been promising, but still, yeah, it's kind of amazing. But the most amazing thing of all... Now, can I get a drum roll? No, I'm busy drinking. (laughs) Anyway, I know the answer. 312 million bucks profit for the quarter. Most they've ever made. You know, stockholders are psyched about that. Hey, if Tesla can keep that up next year and kill it with a Model 3, Elon Musk is going to be hard to stop. Yep, he can smoke all the weed he wants on Rogan. Musk doesn't really care about the fallout from his high-profile dope puffing. 
is a bad look, but people have gotten used to Musk's antics. Maybe some even look forward to them. But Tesla is heading for an image crisis that can't be laughed off in a haze of smoke. Do you ever wonder where all your money went? Like every single time you look at your bank account? Honestly, it's probably all those subscriptions. I felt that way too, until I got Rocket Money. Rocket Money helped me see all the subscriptions I'm paying for, and it was eye-opening. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it all adds up so quickly. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. It's November 2019 in Palo Alto, California. The third quarter is going to kick ass thanks to China. Thank God the government's basically funding the thing. The Shanghai deal's even better than the Nevada Gigafactory. Two Tesla board members are taking a stroll in the sun near company headquarters, basking in the company's current good fortune. It's about time. For the past year, Musk has been obsessed with cutting costs while increasing production. And it's paying off. Making the Model 3 in China is genius. The government's completely dedicated to EVs. We funnel them straight into the market. This quarter's way up, and the next is going to be even better. And don't forget Norway. We're selling out Model 3s as soon as the boat docks. It's all good, my friend. We're worth more than Ford, GM, and Fiat Chrysler put together. Hey, you hear about Elon's trip to the Shanghai factory next month? It's going to be a damn victory lap. He invited customers and workers. There are going to be thousands at the party. The pair stop and savor the moment. Wow. It just feels like we're finally out of the dark. I know. The sheer amount of shit this company's dealt with. It's all worked out. What can go wrong now? In March of 2020, something happens that even Elon Musk can't control coronavirus. But that doesn't mean Musk won't fight the deadly pandemic. When the order to close all non-essential businesses and shelter at home is issued in Alameda County, Musk ignores it as long as he can, keeping his Fremont factory running. Musk gets on Twitter, venting his feelings about the virus that's halted much of the world. He writes, the coronavirus panic is dumb. He emails his employees saying, I will personally be at work, but that's just me. Totally okay if you want to stay home for any reason. Closing up shop at the California factory just doesn't fit with Musk's production of the Model Y compact SUV. That'll mean a loss of $800 million a month, maybe more. It's out of the question. But as the virus becomes increasingly deadly, the mandatory ruling to shut down the factory extends into May. Musk has had enough. 
It's early May in Fremont, California. Tesla factory worker Carlos Gabriel and a colleague are taking a break in the parking lot of the massive facility. How you feeling? Uh, so far, so good, but I know a dozen people have gone home with fever this week alone. Yeah, I was out sick myself with flu symptoms. They're not taking this seriously. Where's the plan from this company? We got thousands of people working here and this thing is deadly. I don't get it. The government's saying stay home. Musk is calling them fascists. He says people need their freedom. What, freedom to get sick and die at work? That's crazy. I'm starting a petition about this. I'll send it to you. The petition gets Gabriel mentioned in the New York Times. But it does little good. Musk orders his employees back to work by May 8th. Factories in Detroit are up and running. He's depending on the Model Y to be profitable, and he wants to keep up the momentum. As stockholders applaud his determination to keep Tesla on top, local authorities allow the factory to reopen with extra health measures in place. By July of 2020, Tesla stock rises to $1,000 a share, exceeding the valuation of even Toyota. Now, Tesla is the most valuable car company on the planet. Eight months later, the company is valued at $800 billion. Musk was always wealthy. Now, he's super rich, with an estimated worth of close to $200 billion as 2021 kicks in. Once again, Tesla is at the top of this roller coaster ride. On February 9th, 2021, Tesla is hit hard with a lawsuit alleging rampant racism and sexual harassment at the company. The suit filed by California's Agency for Fair Employment claims Tesla created a hostile environment for African-Americans over the course of many years. Tesla immediately denies the accusations, which are nothing short of horrific. The story explodes in the media. On February 15th, NPR reporter Camila Domonoski reveals the sordid details contained within the suit on All Things Considered. It's, it's just page after page of allegations. Copious use of racial slurs, including the N-word. Racist graffiti. Black workers and only black workers assigned to scrub the floor on hands and knees. Black workers being denied promotions, being punished more severely than colleagues, and being retaliated against. This is not about a single person or incident. It's sweeping, and the state seeking monetary damages and an end to the behavior. Tesla says the suit is misguided. Industry insiders predict that Tesla will fight the suit. And Musk is no stranger to taking on the government. Since 2003, Tesla, this small startup from Silicon Valley with zero experience in the car business, has successfully taken on the world's biggest automakers. Tesla has weathered crushing financial situations and horrendous public image crises and still risen to the top. Many of its battles are ongoing. How the racism suit will affect the company remains to be seen. But the very things that Detroit smirked at years ago are now embraced by the industry's biggest manufacturers. Musk's vision of managing production under one roof, from batteries to assembly, has allowed Tesla to prosper as other brands have scrambled to catch up. 
Tesla has grown to lead the industry into the EV future. Not long ago, software was a term with no relation to a roaring V8 engine. Now, iconic automakers like Mercedes-Benz and Ford are hiring programmers and engineers to create digital operating systems for entire vehicles. The broad appeal of electric vehicles is growing. As the world gets greener, emissions regulations in many countries are becoming increasingly strict. And more brands are introducing more models, like Ford's F-150 Lightning due out this year, an all-electric truck with a range of up to 300 miles, unthinkable only a few years ago. Bloomberg Green predicts more than 10 million EV and plug-in hybrids will sell worldwide in 2022, led by China's massive car market. That's almost 4 million more than last year. And it all began with Tesla. The key to the company's success has been a prescient command of technology and fostering its own supply chain. And of course, the man behind it all. Love Elon Musk or hate him, he did what most in Detroit considered ludicrous. His strategy of disruption worked. Though Motor City is revving hard to overtake him. Hey, Prime members, you can binge every episode of Business Wars ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Or you can listen ad-free with Wondery Plus and Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at wondery.com survey. From Wondery, this is Episode 4 of Tesla vs. Detroit for Business Wars. Next on Business Wars... Buckle up as we journey through the state of electric vehicles today and tomorrow with Wired staff writer Arian Marshall. Plus, Bloomberg automotive reporter Dana Hull talks about Tesla's turmoil behind the scenes, including allegations over racism in their California factories. A quick note about recreations you've been hearing. In most cases, we can't know exactly what was said. Those scenes are dramatizations, but they're based on historical research. If you'd like to read more about Tesla, we recommend Power Play by Tim Higgins and Elon Musk, Tesla, SpaceX, and the Quest for a Fantastic Future by Ashley Vance. I'm your host, David Brown. Peter Gilstrap wrote this story. Voice acting by Alejandro Ruiz. Karen Lowe is our senior producer and editor. Edited and produced by Emily Frost. Sound designed by Kyle Randall. Our producer is Dave Schilling. Our executive producers are Jenny Lauer-Beckman and Marshall Louie. Created by Hernan Lopez for Wondering. Hey, it's Guy Raz here, the host of How I Built This, a podcast that gives you a front row seat to how some of the biggest products were built and the innovators, entrepreneurs, and idealists behind them. Every week, I speak to someone new, stories like Justin Wolverton's, a lawyer who just wanted a healthy alternative to ice cream, so he created Halo Top in his Cuisinart. Or Todd Graves, who grew his fried chicken restaurant Raising Cane's into one of the most successful fast food chains in the U.S. All of these great conversations can help you learn how to think big, 
take risks, and navigate crises in life and work from people who've done all of that and more. Follow How I Built This on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to How I Built This early and ad-free right now on Wondery Plus.